Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh, yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingarona, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. What's up, family? Your boy Dave with BWR here. Wanted to let y'all know about what we have going on April 21st. We're doing the Renaissance Mixer again. Yes, sir. We're bringing it back. Uh, last year, we tried to do this. The COVID shut us down, but we're bringing the party back. Having the Renaissance Mixer here in Dallas, we're partnering up with CK Creative Studio, a luxury Black-owned co-working space out here in the Design District to bring together entrepreneurs and professionals from all across the DFW, get us together in one room so we can start making these business connections and much more. We're going to have live music, drinks, food and much much more uh it's gonna be a great time tickets are only five dollars for the time being five dollars so y'all make sure to hurry up sign up uh we'll see y'all there wednesday april 21st at 7 p.m ck creative studios the renaissance mixer it's up baby peace you've been thinking about starting a podcast but you don't know exactly where to get started maybe you don't know exactly what equipment you should buy or who you should go through with the hosting platforms well good news i created a course just for you it'll be showing you how to make the fewest mistakes possible on your podcasting journey it's called the podcasters playbook and it's a total master class taught by me showing you all the techniques and tricks that we use behind the scenes of the black wealth renaissance podcast swipe up now click the link in the show notes so you can purchase the podcasters playbook what's up y'all this is your boy david with black wealth renaissance and I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. You know the rules of the game. Yeah. You know the rules of the game. I don't care what color. Can you make me a hundred million? Let's talk money. Can you make me that? If you can't make me that, I won't talk to you. Hey, I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my line unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is run money marathon. Do five years of this and be a millionaire. 
and go on do what I want to do, have kids, go live my trip and joy in a game life out here in Texas, or struggle for next year. The choice is yours. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Your boy, David Bella, one-fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance. Checking out my co-host, Jalen. Jared, how y'all doing, my brothers? What's good? What's good? It's your boy, Jalen, man. Another quarter of the Black Earth Renaissance. Man, I'm feeling great, man. On another episode, man, man this, this is the second one for the day. I'm feeling energized, ready to just add value where we can, bro. This Saturday been a blessing, huh? It really has been, man. For sure, for sure. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Jared, checking in. Another fourth of the Black Wolf Renaissance. I'm really excited to get into this episode today. Man, like I told him off air, I feel like we're getting to interview some real life celebrities here. <laughs> following them for so long. I can't wait for, you know, them to introduce themselves and everything. But, but David, keep it rolling, man. We got to get right. into this. Episode. Yeah, man, we got some OGs in the Wealth Game coming on today, yeah. man. They've really been putting the people on. But before we get into introducing them all the way, uh, and we want to ask everybody that's listening to this to go ahead, like, subscribe, rate, comment. They'll leave a review on our channel platform, wherever you viewing this. Uh, it helps us grow the show and spread the message that we're trying to get to our people. Yeah. So, man, like I was saying, OGs in the well game, man. They've been they whenever we first came into this thing, that was early 2018. We seen these people out here. They were helping black people get on in the real estate and the trucking mm-hmm. industry and like helping them get their finances together. And it was just like, man. Who are these people? Like, what they doing to these and people? Then they they na- to... they name yeah, so hard. They, they got a name, Hood Estates. I'm like, man, what, what they doing <laughs> over there, man? So we ecstatic to have none other than Packy and Sandy of Hood Estates. How y'all doing? What's hey, good, what's y'all, good man? man? What's good? Listen, I gotta give y'all a warm BWR welcome right quick, man. There we go. Coming there on, we man. Go. <laughs> yes. Indeed, yeah, man. Now nah, we excited. It's been a long time coming. We've been trying to make this happen and I'm glad that we've been able to do it all in God's timing. You know, most importantly, you know, we just like to share our journey with people because we come from humble beginnings and we just want to share with people like, listen, if we can do it, what anybody can. So we're excited to be here, you know, ready to get it popping. <laughs> oh man. Yes, and since y'all said it, you know, just the humble beginnings, we'll just get right on into it. For anybody who may not know who you are and how you got started, can you kind of tell them why you say, you know, we're coming from these humble beginnings, and if anyone can do it, you definitely can do it if we can. Right. Well, to be honest, we've been knowing each other since I was five years old. Don't go there. Yeah, yeah. I ain't going to go too far back, but, you know, we've been married almost 25 <laughs> years now, and we've seen a lot. Like, we've been through a lot from starting off in Liberty City in Miami, you know, rough neighborhoods known Dade as the County hood, Dade County 305, right. uh, Lincoln Field, you know, and basically just going through that journey of learning and building. And here's the thing, getting to the top, at least for what we consider the top and losing it all to actually become homeless at one point to build back up again. So, you know, we'll talk about all the journey in between, but it's definitely been a roller coaster. but we're grateful and thankful for everything that we went through. So it's been a journey, but we say humble beginnings because, you know, we remember trying to eat off for $10 for the week. What? You know, for us and three kids, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Sometimes sleeping in the car, we've been there, you know. So 
it's definitely humble beginnings. Now you jump, he jumped way to the beginning, man. We talking about coming straight from the hood, yeah. from the gutter. You heard me? <laughs> like he he talking about the car. The car was a good place. Yeah, it was growing up in a neighborhood. I mean, but I had been there since I was four years old. He came up in. You know, when he got his good old girl, <laughs> he came over there in the hood with us. He spent 10 years over there and became a hood rat with me. Yeah. And then we elevated. And then, you know, I can just say that we learned how to go from survival to a smooth life to that, what they call it, that hood rich, <laughs> to broke again, to now we're at a point where we live in our legacy. Yeah, so, I mean, now God can trust us with the money. God can trust us with the plan and the assignment. And we ready. I mean, but we had to go through some rough patches to get here. And it was all good because now we're able to come on y'all platform and tell y'all how to get through this. By example, we open books. We ain't got nothing to hide. We tell you everything. I don't even care. Like I said, I ain't got no shame. When you come from the hood, and I'm talking about my real hood people, y'all hear me? We don't got no shame because everything was already laid out in the street. That's how you was identified by how real and how raw you was. So mm. why wouldn't I be that right now? Yeah. I'm still mm. the same way. He's still the same. So we just want to get back in it you know, from our hearts, from what we've been through. Why not tell so others can change? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's powerful and that's impactful. Even just with y'all's story, like you said, you know, we went from an area of survival to where we were living smoothly, then we got hood rich, mm-hmm. and then the Lord took it all away from you. Like you said, you reached that pinnacle, and then you are still able to rebuild, and now you're able to bring people along mm-hmm. that journey with y'all. And I think that's the first thing I kind of want to just talk about is, Y'all going from being hood rich and reaching those heights that you first experienced. What did that look like going from survival to actually starting to build wealth and starting to generate income to where you can be hood rich? Right. Okay, let me break this down for all my people out here in the BWR world. Pocky is the teacher. I give it to you raw. Pocky go give you all the tech news. He go give you all that. You know, he go give it to you, right? Like the preacher. Me, I'm that girl that go give it to you just like the street. But it still come from the Lord. You hear what I'm saying? It's still the same thing. But at the end of the day, for, I can say from us, what the transition from us was that it just caught us off guard because it wasn't something that we expected. You can't expect something that you didn't know about. And I think for us, Pocky has always been a businessman since he was 17 years old. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. And... He knew that the type of thing. I all, all I knew was the streets. So he brought me into that business mentality. And as we began to elevate and structure, we still had a hood environment. Mm-hmm. So as he was beginning to grow, we still didn't grow mentally. So because things was changing, because he was skilled with it, our mental wasn't ready. So we was getting more money. He was getting more connections. He was getting more business, but we still was in the hood. So the two weren't connected. We was trying to elevate still in the environment that was holding us back. So let me give you an example. So our first deal, we made about 30000 right? So when we got the money, he always tell the story, we go to the bank. We went there to ask him for our money, and they was like, we ain't got y'all money, but you got to have our money. What you mean you ain't got, y'all got to print it? What you print what? Like when I brought it to you, it wasn't no print. 
So you got to print off to get it back to me, but we had to learn the process. So you had to order it. That's yeah, what they, they, said. To order. they said. They had to order it. Yeah. So, you know, they got to order your money for you. And then on top of that, you got to make sure that, you know, you only can order so much. So I'm like, okay. So we go back when they tell us the money ready. But we take all our money out because y'all didn't have it ready for us. We want all our money out That's here. That's the whole thing. So he packed with money. I got money everywhere. I'm looking like a uh, big mama because I got money everywhere. I'm talking about all over my body. And we got a security guard walking us out. We took our money home and we tossed that money up. In, we did a whole Pit Diddy video at the house. I mean, we tossed that money up and everything. But at the end of the day, you got to check it. We brought all that money home. We never seen that much money in the world. Now, mind you, I'm still on hood. I'm still on food stamps. I get a stipend. Everything. I'm, remember, I'm still in the hood life. So we got this money. And now we still live in this hood mentality. There was no transition. Mm. There was no transition in the education. There was no transition in the mental mindset. part of us, not mindset. So we had no relationship with our money. We just got money. Because you got the knowledge and it produced something, don't mean that you was ready for it. Mm. See, we weren't ready for the transition. We did everything we supposed to get. That's what, see, God can't lie. God said, what you ask me for, I'll give it to you. Because he got, see, one thing about God, God said, obedient man, he blessed us, right? So he blessed us for our obedience, but we wasn't ready. He knew we weren't ready. When you repeated what I said, that we were stripped. We were stripped because we weren't ready. We lost it, but he still blessed us with what, what he promised that he was going to give us. Mm-hmm. So our mentality had to change from the shift of that we were hood rich. That's why I call us hood rich. We were hood rich without a relationship with money and finances. Mm. We knew everything about business, but at that point in time, but then we had to tra- transition. Now we had to learn how to understand the whole structure of learning how to have a relationship with our money. And that took a loss. Right. You can go and that's, well, that that's why I tell people too as well. I tell this to my son all the time. It doesn't matter how much money you make. Mm-hmm. Like you can keep making money. That's not, we all make money. I made money. But it's not that. It's can you maintain this? Mm-hmm. And can you have this make money for you? So regardless whether it was 30000 3000 or 300000 we did the same thing that people do when they get income tax. <laughs> like yes, we just man. took the money and pretty and much blew it. blew it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cause you keep thinking it's going to keep coming forever, but this is your first time having this money. So I go back to something that you said and, and, and Sandy was speaking on. See, a lot of times we get this, but the question is God will bless you, Ooh. but can you be trusted with yeah. the blessing? So mm-hmm. you can be blessed, but can you be trusted with the blessing? Mm-hmm. Right. And we see that again, like I said, you, you've ever, like, with your kids, you, you give them, hey, here's $100. If you go blow it, yeah, I, I can give you the blessing. But can you be trusted? Being trusted is, you know what? You just gave me 100 Guess what? I'm going to take 10 or 20% of this and save. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take another 10, 10% or 20% and use this for my, my wants. And then I'm going to do my needs and, and whatever the case is. So that's being trusted with it, mm-hmm. not just receiving it. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened with us. Can't eat the seed. Yeah. Mm. You know, I'm so happy y'all spoke to that, like, because so many people will say that that's the issue. Like, the money is purely the issue. Like, they'll be like, hey, if I just made a little bit more money, if I just had a little bit more money, it would fix all the problems. Like, everything would be gone. Mm -hmm. But they don't look at the underlying issue of, like, their mentality and where they're at with it and their relationship with that money that they even currently have. I'm happy. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of want to touch on it, too. Like, just what y'all were saying, you know. He blessed you. And that was, like you said, you being obedient, mm-hmm. but him stripping it away. But y'all still didn't lose y'all faith in him. Mm-hmm. And that's why he was able to restore y'all to yes. where y'all got. Because yes. he had to teach y'all a lesson with what Ooh. y'all got. And I totally understand where y'all coming from because I see it even with us personally. That's why I feel like we know where we want to be, 
But I don't mm-hmm. think that's where we reach that, that mm-hmm. top yet because mm-hmm. he knows we're not prepared for the blessings that's going to flow through us. Yes. Amen. Yes. And Ain't nothing like his time. Yes. Ain't like his yes. time. One thing about it, I can tell y'all this, man, as young people, always understand this. And we tell this to our children, because all our children are adults. We tell them all the time. Don't test God's hands mm. and make him try to move in your timing. Because he will allow it to happen just because. Because he only give us simple things, right? He says, seek me early, and I will add everything onto you, right? So we can do all the things to force his hand. But then he say, okay, you forced my hand, but I know you're not ready. But I got to give it to you. Mm. See, because we, he, he says it in his word, test me, yeah. test me. But then he going to let you know, I'm going to give you that test, but I'm going to show you that you weren't ready. Mm. We think we ready. That's that flesh. <laughs> you know what I mean? We did that. You know, it ain't going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well. Especially hey, in like, this, the Go current ahead, times we in, everybody all like, we always want everything now, 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 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the world is vast, man. The world is vast. And that's why he said, do not be of it. Because it's so easy. Everything is brought. It, I love our time. I would never give up. There was a lot of hardship in growing up in our time, but there was a lot of protection of us, that things that we did not need to know. And I understand why the elders used to hide things from us and keep us sheltered because the things that social media brings to these platforms, the things that these kids should, that are not ready for would never be ready for at this time in this mentality. That's, this is why they're so corrupted and not in a bad way, not talking about corrupted against the law they so corrupted against themselves you mm. awaken the flesh early it brings out a beast and it brings out an ignorant beast that turns into a stupid beast and now you gotta learn all these hard lessons in order to now to humble yourself so that you can now be smart and wise by it but they didn't have to go that route but social media it's good it has its pros and its cons mm-hmm. but it exposed so much so early that we were protected from yeah yeah i'll say this too going back to the time a lot of people don't understand they miss that part where it says seed time and harvest mm-hmm. seed has to be planted yes time has to transpire then the harvest come people want to plant a seed and expect the harvest tomorrow yeah mm-hmm. what thing that you plant a seed i'll never forget my dad was a pastor he did a sermon about it right and literally what he did he brought a plant into the church and he put seeds in it he buried it right there that sunday and he did a whole series on it. And I mean, it was a couple of months before you saw it break through the, mm-hmm. you know, the through the saw. And it was the whole point was, it didn't happen next Sunday. Right. It didn't happen the Sunday after, but it was still growing under the saw. You just good. don't see it. And that's what keeps happening with us. When you plant that seed, mm-hmm. we're growing. Black Wealth Renaissance, you're growing. Yes. Even when people don't see it because you was planting them seeds back in 2018 when you only had a few, followers are a few thousand followers same thing and people come now and see you and say oh you this you that no i was that seed planted but i was growing in the soil and now that i broke through and now you see me producing fruit and harvest you think it happened overnight no seed time and harvest don't forget the time part it's good baby y'all don't hear preaching man i love it (laughs) sure and now that we kind of like went over that mindset i kind of want to go on what was that first deal that brought y'all that 30k what was the work that took for you to get that so really quick what it was was we did a deal and at the time i was looking to do real estate i had purchased one of those courses from carlton sheets yeah and yeah it was i didn't know i was lost so anyway uh, i was speaking with a co-worker at the time and he was like hey 
you know, this guy knows real estate. And this particular guy, the funny story is this guy, back then we had a studio. He had came and brought his youth group to the studio to do some music. And at the end of their sessions, he was purchasing some production from me because I, I was a music producer. And right then, this is a lesson in that you have to be open to hear from God in all things. Like, you know, in every situation, don't be so quick. Hear God. And God was telling me to give him this music for free. And I was like, for free? You know, I'm going back to the forth in my spirit. And I just, I'm going to be obedient. I gave him the music and I left it at that. And he was like, you're not going to charge me? I'm like, nah, it was like $2,000 worth of music. And I gave it to him. So fast forward, this particular coworker says, yeah, remember that guy that came to your studio with the youth group? Yeah, he does real estate. He's like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, call him up. I call him up. Long story short, he says, listen, for what you did for me, mm. then I'm going to mentor you for free. Mm. I'm going to show you this real estate game for free. So I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. Now here's the thing too. He's in Atlanta and we're in Miami. He does all his real estate in Atlanta, but he just comes to Miami. And I'm like, well, he's in Atlanta and I'm in Miami. So here's another lesson. You have to be comfortable with moving out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Okay, everything, everything doesn't lie. You know, no success lies in your comfort zone. So the first thing I said was like, well, he's in Atlanta, but guess what? I need what he has. Right. Mm-hmm. I need that. So I'm willing to do this in Atlanta, even though I'm in Miami. How are you going to do it? I don't know. We'll figure it out. But this is a blessing. So for the first deal, he basically said, okay, you got to get your earnest money. And what we're going to do is, it was like a classic wholesale deal, to be honest with you. You know, we put the earnest money down on the property. We had an end buyer that was going to buy it at another price. We had to get the appraisal done. So we did that. And we had a contract for one amount. And we basically sold it to somebody for another amount. And we made the money in between. And that's how we did our first deal with him. And Believe it or not, we didn't even have the earnest money and the appraisal money. It was like $1,500. That's the, the whole story. The yeah. guy who told us to check him out is the guy who lent us the money mm-hmm. for the earnest money and the appraisal mm. to do the first deal. Yeah. So I'm saying all this to say, I was just watching the episode of Undercover Billionaire as well the other night, and I was seeing that sometimes we always keep thinking we need money. Ooh. Mm. You don't need money. Like, money will come to you. Yeah, you yeah. just need to get out there talk to people, connect with people, network with people, and bring value. Yes. And bring value. And sometimes that value can be in so many different ways. It's not always an even exchange. And that's the thing. And I realized that back then, like, wait a minute. If you connect with people and ask, that's the other yes. thing. Sometimes we don't have things because we don't ask. Like, this guy, when he gave us the $1,500, I asked him for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, believe it or not, if you just ask, like, I'll tell you a quick story. This would be these guys in school, and every day they used to come broke. Every day at the end of the day, they used to come to me and show me they left with $25, $15. Now, back in school, back in high school, middle school, you're like, that's a lot of money back then. It was. So I'm like, man, how you get that? Well, bro, I just go at, man. Hey, bro, you got a dollar? There you go. Hey, bro, let me get 50 cents, man. Great hustle. And sometimes you ask somebody for 50 cents, they'll give you a quarter. Mm -hmm. But by the end of the day. It all adds up. And that's all just from asking. Mm -hmm. Mind you. They ain't even give no value. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you're giving value at the same time you ask. Yes. Mm. Mm. That's powerful. Yeah. And even in that story, like you're saying, one of the things that stood out to me was... At the beginning. Yeah. Whenever you said, you know, you gave him them beats for free, and then you turned around and learned that he had real estate in your mm-hmm. spirit, you could have been like, man, he know he could have paid me that money. He do right. it. But right. you didn't even have that. You was like, okay, let me see. What I got to do just to tap into what he got. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And even to me, it like, it made me think about what we had just talked about. That was a seed. 
that giving it away that whenever you said mm-hmm. it was on your spirit to like give it away, that was the seed that was planted. If you would have kept it, who knows where you'd have been now? That's right. Yeah. That's right. And he was uncomfortable. The crazy one, how to see you planted, right? You got to break ground, right? So he had to break ground to plant that seed. He was uncomfortable as hell yeah. <laughs> to get it say, I'm going to get this away. See, in your obedience don't mean it's going to feel right. good, taste good, or none of that. Mm. Right. The point right. is that just doing it. Right. That's, that's why that's, it's obedience. That's key. Sometimes we're looking for obedience to feel good. Mm-hmm. That's, again, we're looking for everything to feel good, but it's okay for it not to feel good and you still do it. That's right. That's the obedience. That's why love is a choice. Love ain't no feeling. Mm. I don't know these Hallmark-ass cards. <laughs> love ain't no damn feeling. Love is a choice. I choose to love you. I choose to be happy. I cho- Nobody can't make you feel no way. No, they encouraged you to feel that way. But you made yourself feel that way. You gave yourself that power. It's the same way yeah. in everything. It's what you give away in obedience. Yeah. And don't look it back from that person. You look back, if you gave it away in obedience, you're looking back for God to give it back to you. Because that man can give you back something that you're like, damn, that wasn't even worth the value that I gave to them. But when you wait for God to bring it back to you, he bring it back in abundance. Mm. Mm. I love it, that abundance. So mm-hmm. we talking on abundance. I kind of want to continue to progress through y'all's story. So y'all got into the game with real estate. That's whenever y'all, y'all got through the deal with this person. Then I'm assuming that's when y'all ran it up then lost it again. So what was that process like when it came to rebuilding? So again, going through that whole journey of running it up in Atlanta, but at the time we were just flipping properties, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand flipping properties is not real estate investing. Right. You're a real estate entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That's real key. Yeah. That's, that's, Say that again. For yeah. You. Flipping yeah. properties, you're not a real estate investor. You're a real estate entrepreneur because you're flipping properties. You're, mm-hmm. If you flip it, you get paid. If you don't flip, you don't. Once you're finished with the flip, you're done. That ain't passive that's, income. Right. That's not right. That's not investing. That's not me putting my money in something and return. I'm getting return, but for the work that I do. Right. I'm working. That's earned income. Right. I'm working for it. If I stop flipping, which we stop flipping and the money stopped coming. So we realized during that journey that we were making money flipping properties, but we had no passive income. We didn't have any investments at the time. See, that's the thing. We didn't have any investments. So going through that whole thing, we ran it up. And, you know, when the market crashed, everything just stopped. And here's another thing. Again, no matter how much money you're making, you can still be living from check to check. For sure. Mm. Deal to deal. Mm. Closing to closing. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like you said, there's that relationship with money piece. Mm. Right. Which, how your assets are. Right. Exactly. So we realized that. And again, we got to that point and lost it all. And it was hard because during that time, like we just went through a whole, like my father passed away while we was home. Like it was just a lot. Like, you know, her father passed away. My grand, it was just a lot during that time. And, and, and it was rough. You, I'm gonna cut you, let me cut you off a minute. In the midst of that, what I didn't realize, even when we talk on these, I take down on these stories and talk to the people, I didn't realize until this moment that we never decided to downgrade. Right. We still, here we go, y'all. Please listen to us. I hear y'all. We was conditioned to be like the Joneses. Because if you go to the hood, remember, we was raised in an environment that you dress to impress. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm not going to look like what my pockets look like. Right. So that mentality still went with us. Yeah. So here it is. Instead of understanding the fact that if your finances don't meet your debt, you need to downgrade. But see, downgrade brought embarrassment. 
Right. So who right. that wasn't paying a light bill? Right. So who that wasn't paying that condo and the, um, the rent? Who? You understand what I'm saying? But in the mindset, we didn't understand that. It was all about, oh, man, we already flossing out here. We already balling. And now, even though things was becoming upside down on us, we still wanted to look like we had it. Right. But that was the mentality. See, that's the second part of the transition. Right. Not trying to impress. Right. To impress who? That nobody was... We were trying to... Oh, this is very key, y'all. Trying to impress people who brought us no value. Mm. Message. Mm. Yeah. And I kind of want to ask, like, you said y'all didn't downgrade. So how did that homelessness transpire? Were y'all, like you said, you just wasn't keeping up with the bills and then y'all just being stubborn? So what happened was, you know, you look up and you making 80, 100 grand a month flipping properties. Mm-hmm. But then you look up and you're spending 80 to 100 grand a month between mortgages. And, you know, we have four of the same car, like just in different colors. Like we went abroad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just crazy stuff. Taking the, yeah, 30, Hello? 40 people to Disney World, buying hot, like, yeah, like just. But what we learned from. living like y'all was rappers. <laughs> yeah, it was, but you learn, from, you learn from the ignorance of the video. See, we didn't know nobody that, we didn't know nobody hood rich. Right. Who mm-hmm. know hood rich? Yeah. Everybody else leave a paycheck. I'm probably great uh, jelly from next door to go my peanut butter and jelly from sharing. So mm-hmm. ain't nobody in my environment that was even on our level to mm-hmm. even learn from. Right. So our mentor went inside of our place, and our mentor went obsolete anyway. Yeah, yeah, so is. at the end of the yeah. day, we didn't have anybody in our environment to teach us how to move in a different route or to downgrade it. Now you want to start making investments this way. We didn't understand that. All we knew, we took our hood-raising mentality. And Pocky, you can um, elaborate on this. He took his savings from his – see, his parents taught him how to save. My mama was a maid, so my mama would live from paycheck to paycheck. Pocky's parents were a teacher and an architect, so – but – even though our same background, it still didn't teach us anything about, about growth. Nothing about investing, nothing about financial literacy. All I knew was to save. That's it. But again, even in saving, eventually, because that's what happened. So when everything went belly up, we had some money in the bank. Yeah. Right? But still trying to live the same lifestyle. Remember, mm-hmm. we, we had a thirty, maybe $40,000 a month personal living. Not in, like personal living lifestyle. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? With going places, doing things. So when the income stopped coming in, Instead of downgrading, again, we kept trying to live that same lifestyle. When people would call and say, hey, man, I need a few thousand dollars for my mortgage. We can't say I ain't got it. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, no, he lied. We could have said well, we, we could have said it, but we, but we was <laughs> embarrassed to say I ain't got it. Instead of just saying, like I tell people, oh, my money tied up in investments. You better say it. Like, because mm-hmm. now I got, every, I got everything allocated towards different things. I even tell people, hope none of my family hear this, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you do hear. I have an account. <laughs> I, have, I have an account that's strictly for helping family and friends, right? It's a certain amount of money that goes in that account every month. Hey. If uncle so-and-so and so in the issue and uncle so-and-so and so need help, and he depletes that fund with the help that he needs, when auntie so-and-so call a few days later and asks, do I have, you know, she can only need $100. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. 
Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Auntie, I got it. Because the fun for helping friends and family has been depleted. Mm. Until it fills back up, until whatever's in there, and that's it. No matter, I can have a million dollars in the account. That ain't for that. That's right. for something else. So going through that whole thing and, you know, still living that lifestyle is just slowly, you, you imagine you see six figures just slowly going. Yeah. But when you're living off of 30 grand a month, you know, a couple of hundred thousand dollars, it goes go quick. Fast. It yeah. goes real fast. So it goes down, it goes down. And I remember during that time, it's amazing. God was still blessing us. Ooh, was he? Like it was from money. Could you imagine getting a call from somebody saying, hey, this deal that you did like six, six months, months ago, ago um, it finally just happened and we'll send you a check for 20 grand. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Mind you, we're going, but even then, did not take that mm -mm. seed and plant it. Mm -mm. We mm -mm. ate that seed. Yeah, we did. And we ate it with debt. Yes. Ignorance, ignorance, please mm -hmm. listen to me, y'all people. Ignorance. You know what we did? We paid off our debts. That mm. still was going to make debt the next month. Right. Why? That new money is supposed to make money. Right. To then pay debts when it was time. Because them debtors, the debtors mm -hmm. could still be there. Yeah. They don't give a damn. They can wait. If I sent you five dollars, hush. Right. Mm. I'm not gonna right. rush in and pay you back for something. The only thing we had to secure was our livelihood. Right. We had to secure our shelter, our cars, and food. That's it. But we didn't. We took care of debt and we went right back belly up again. Yep. Because we had no money relationship. No money relationship. So when it all goes away, now we at a point where we got the eviction notice and this and the cars being repoed and things are getting bad and now we gotta go and find somewhere to stay because we don't have, so we go to stay with a relative, you know what I mean? And we all in one room with a relative and that didn't work out. And then, you know, you go to another relative and that didn't work out and you go to another friend and it's just, you bouncing around from place to place because it's, it's me, her and three kids. Oh, you know my, I mean? Jim, Jim, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I should have a gym bell. Jim, <laughs> you know what? Let me, let me tell you, you know what? Guess what? Ain't none of them people take us in who we took care of. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, let me let me say that, yeah. All those people who mortgages we were paying and light bills and, oh, okay. and doing all that stuff for, okay. none of those people took us in. And gave wow. us a frozen <clears throat> cup. Yeah, none of those people got us a meal or nothing. You know that free tap water? Yeah. Okay, I'm good. All right. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's nothing. not, that's it's tore crazy. up, man. We were homeless for three years. Yeah. That's tore up, bro. Like, yeah. and not mm -hmm. one. Not one. Not to one. Not, not one. tap water. That's crazy. Yeah. But, it just showed you. And you said something in there, too, that I, I just really want people to not sleep on. I got to touch on this twice. You said not sinking your new money mm -hmm. and old debt that's going to still be there. Like that one, because there's somebody out there right now that just might have got some money, might be getting some money, your stimulus money. And you was oh, like, yeah. hey, I'm going to throw $600 in my student loans, and they still going to be back to see you next what month. What you say? Yes. <laughs> they Sally still going to be back to see you next month. Yep. Sally May, Sally May going to be living good off that shit, honey. Yeah. No. Like, and this is not to say that you shouldn't pay your loans. This is not to say that you shouldn't stay on top of your okay. debt. But it was very much a lesson that I appreciated mm -hmm. that y'all said for people, if they pay attention, that, like, you got to take that new money 
and put it into something that's going to make you more money by assets yes. that are going to generate income. Like that's how you're yes. going to pay off your debt a lot quicker and deal with your situation and end up in a better situation when things start to crumble because you have assets that are going to be able to hold you up versus just sinking your money into debt. Right. Because what usually happens is, and we didn't learn this until the fourth time around, but what usually happens is... Y'all heard that fourth? Yeah, yeah, the fourth time. I was just about to say that. (laughs) But usually what happens is you accumulate this debt, right? Mm -hmm. And then like you said, well, first off, where the first mess up is most likely you're accumulating debt on things that don't make you money. There you go. So this is why our rule now is we only borrow money to make money. That's all. Right? You only borrow money to make money. But let's just say you messed up and you borrowed money to ball out, right? So mm-hmm. now you borrow money on something that's not going to make you money. Mm-hmm. But now once you got it together and you realize and you now go make money, you get a stimulus check, income tax, a big lump sum of money, you know, there's not financial advice. I'll it's tell you what we right. did, yeah. We now would not go and pay off bad debt. No. I would now take that money and invest it to make money mm-hmm. and now take the money from the investment and then start to pay off the debt because what happens is once the debt is paid off, that generator is still generating more money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And that's the way that we learned because before what we would do, we would take the money and go pay off debt. And believe it or not, you'd be like, ooh, I feel good. But then guess what happens? No more in money. In a few months, you write back in debt again because mm-hmm. you swiping them cards again because you really needed that money. Right. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You swiping them cards again and then you look up six months. I'm back in debt again. Mm-hmm. And it's like a vicious cycle, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm glad y'all spoke on that. That's a major piece, like my brother Jerry was saying, when it comes to your personal finance journey. I'm glad that even though it took y'all four times, y'all internalized that lesson and shared with everybody. Yeah, yeah, man. And the crazy part about it, why we keep saying young people, because, see, we did this while we were young. We had time to mess up. We had time to mess up. See, now in our 40s, we ain't got time to be messed You messing up in your 40s, we need to go in the corner. <laughs> Cause you need a good bop. Like what is going on? This ain't that time. Like what you doing? Like right now you just making, you doing stupid shit. Like for real, like that shouldn't even be going down no more in your forties because you had enough time to get it together. Right now is the time to really be sitting back and watching your harvest start to come in. This is when you start to collect in your farming right now. This is that season. And I'm gonna go back to Jerry real quick. I don't know if it's like that anymore. What I learned too, even in my debt when I had student loans, I didn't know that as long as I sent them $5, as long as I was positive, you were there was nothing the they can say to me. Yeah. So it's not like I had to take, it doesn't matter about if you had 600 to $100,000 in student loan. As long as you're positive, they cannot bother you. And that's with all debt. That's with all debt. Just stay above water, but take the majority of your money and make those things, those soldiers work for you. You cannot take, you will always be in debt as long as you pay debt. That's a negative on negative. And that's mad, I ain't too good in that part right there, but negative, negative equals nothing. Yeah. How about that? So why would you do that? Why would you, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding 100 with y'all. Nah, but yeah, I'm, I, really I definitely yeah. get that's you real. with that one. Yeah, and just like paying it off, like y'all said, even before with our girl Irene, she yeah, paid I off like story, 70K yeah. worth nah, of it, debt. It was like $31,000. But still, a substantial amount. And her credit score, right. went, up. Credit score went up like four fucking points. Right? Yeah, right? 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 It didn't make a difference, yeah. Why? Wow. difference, yeah. Why? Wow. And see, that's because not understanding. And another thing, too, that comes from not asking the right people. 
You got to take your time and research. We were just talking about that undercover billionaire. You know what the common denominator was with all three of them? Because it was Tim Lim's wife, Grant Cardone, and this other lady. She does like real estate, real estate contracting. But they all are way multimillionaires, right? You know what they learned? All three of them broke down. They all had a breakdown within the first probably 15 days. They didn't understand what it was like to be poor anymore. Mm. They didn't understand what it was like because all they started off with was $100. Yeah. And that's all they had. And they got to take that hundred dollars and make it to a hundred million. No, a million dollars. A million dollars. Yeah. That's what they had to do. And the crazy part about it, in that process, they all go. There's no doubt in my mind. They all gonna be successful. I know they are because they all have the right foundation. That's really key. When you got the same foundation, everything is built. Let me go back a little bit. I want y'all to understand about foundation. Every foundation is built on concrete. Right. Every house. Is every house. Way. Every right. house. Every building is built on concrete. So when you got a foundation that's solid, you can build anything on it. So just make sure your foundation is correct. So with them, let me go back to the story, was that they all broke down because they didn't understand the process. They had been so disconnected from being poor until that moment. And it was like, wow, I get why people are suffering. I see why people hustle. I see why people are homeless and why people live from paycheck to paycheck. Because if you don't ask the right people the right questions, you will stay in your same circumstances. Mm. You got to ask questions. You got to network. You got to open your mouth. And nowadays, young people are so stuck behind these keyboards. They are keyboard punks. They are keyboards, scary folk. They don't know how to hold conversations. I used to make my son, he used to be on it all the time. I was like, boy, get your behind on the phone and order some food. Let me hear how you talk. Because the average young person don't know how to talk. The average young person don't even know how to sign their name on a check or open a savings account or a checking account. They don't even know how to do the basic things in life no more. Mm -hmm. Because they didn't got away from these things. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you learn how to network and learn how to talk to people and show the value that you have, even if you're not skilled, but if you got a strong, well, let's Brown say, if you got a hunger inside of you, they can, people tap into your hunger. They are tapping into it. I ain't got to open my mouth. People can feel my presence when I come in because I walk in with confidence. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I don't know the hell people talking about. And they Mm -hmm. won't know until I say it. They're like, so you understand? Hell no. <laughs> I don't, but I was very attentive. And I want you to think that I really understood, but I was waiting till you asked me. Mm-hmm. I need you to understand. You got to be honest with people. I mean, this fake it till you make your thing work sometimes, but at the end of the day, as long as I'm attentive to you until you ask me, no, I didn't get it. So can you break it down in another scenario where I want to be able to make sure that I'm bringing value to you? I want to bring whatever skill I can have or develop. I want to make sure that it brings us both a value or elevation in our lives. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So at the end of the day, when we can understand that, that comes from networking with other people. Mm. We need each other to mm. grow. Mm. And I'm so, glad yeah, you I'm, said I that. I wanted to get to, I, we probably on the same point, my brother. The networking with people? Not even just networking, because she also touched on the foundation. Mm. Having that foundation and you said Packy had been a businessman since he was 17. 17. Uh, so whenever everything was taken away from y'all, when y'all started rebuilding, y'all already had that foundation. And I'm guessing mm-hmm. the networking mm-hmm. play also was a major part of that rebuilding process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed it was. From being in music to real estate, like you said, losing it all. And it's the same formula. That's, so this is why it's so important, like she said, that we learn the base principles. Mm-hmm. The base principles are the foundation. Listen, I keep telling people, we've been doing the savings challenge since 2017 when we yes. started the page. Somebody's like, when is the challenge over? Never. Never. 
Mm. It's never over because this is the foundation. You need to save and notice we keep saying save to invest. We're not just saving to save, but save to invest because like she said, I was taught to save, but I was never taught to invest. But these are the foundations because I say it all the time. Listen, if your personal finances are all messed up, you can't tell me you can run a business. Ooh. Your mm. business is going to be messed up. Mm. Like you show me somebody who got a successful business and I'll show you, oh, they personal finances in order. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same principles. Just like we have an emergency fund for a personal, you need to have an emergency fund for your business. Mm-hmm. You can't just go and same thing. You can't eat when you earn an income for you personally. You can't eat the seeds. You got to save some and invest some. Same thing. Your business making money. You can't take all the income from your business and spend it on something. You got to reinvest it into the business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's the same principles. It sure is. You just got to follow those principles. And once you have that foundation, like you said, you can build as high as you want. And your environment. Who are you surrounding yourself around? Mm. I mean, I'm the poster girl for that right there. Like, who are your surroundings, man? People know. It ain't that I ain't gonna mess with you and all that. Like, like, I don't mess with that. No, it ain't that. It's the fact that if I can't tap into you for something, I'm talking about if I can't tap into you for energy, if I can't tap into you for encouragement, I don't need you around me. This ain't even about your pockets. Your pockets ain't got to meet mine. But there got to be some value while you're in my life. But other than that, you are draining me. Mm. And sometimes mm. it's crazy. Pocky was laughing at me. Excuse me, just your discretion or however it is go. Pocky been laughing at me because my whole book collection been like zen as fuck. Uh, <laughs> learn how to say no. What's the other one is? I don't know. Something, the other one with Dan Locke. Something yeah. with an F. Thinking. Everything yeah. is so aggressive, but it's aggressive by mindset. And I told him the reason why I had to, I'm an aggressive person. So I tap into people that teach me aggression, but they teach me aggression and mindset to tell me how to have self-love, how mm. to self-reflect, how to build people around me, how to spring clean my circle. Because it's been my circle for 25 years don't mean it's going to be my circle for the next day. Mm. Mm. I might have to let some people go. Within 24 hours, my whole circle can shift. Yes, it can. Because you brought me no value. All I'm doing is draining. So yeah, show me your first five people in your phone. I'm quick to say that. Show me the first five people in your phone, and I can show you you, man. The last five people you talk to, you text or call. I can show you you. I can tell you what you're about. I know right now, but you full of shit. Straight up. I already know what time it is. You can't run no game past me because your environment tell on you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you got to be wise enough to understand your environment show who you are. Oh, hot ties, see you rocking. Whatever, this social media ain't nothing but a Sims game to me. I can make it look good all day. That's Sims, you know what I'm saying? Because when that camera go off, man, what's your real life look like? Mm. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, that's how you know about your settings. The people you're around who in your life, I'm talking about from DNA to non-DNA to friends. Man, filter that junk, like for real. Don't let people drain you out here because they running your same bloodline. What that mean? Huh? That you can donate some blood if we the same blood type <laughs> But other than that, you can't give me nothing. You can't be draining me. So my environment tells how I'm going to elevate. Mm. It tells, like, what can I pull from you? Even if you don't have the answer for me, I should be able to relate to you or reach out to you for a resource at some point, right? My environment should be able to be that for me. And that should be my closest people in, in, to my core. Mm. <laughs> and I just kind of want to go back to that networking and the needing each other piece. Because that's interesting, like, even with what you're talking about right now, a lot of the times, sometimes we just like, oh, I want to do it. I want to be self-made. I want to do this on my own. <laughs> oh, I don't want to tell this person they're going to steal my idea or this, things like that. But that's so counter-progressive because you don't understand that everyone that you think is self-made, they still had to have someone mm-hmm. pour into them. 
They still have to have someone either believing to what they had going on. They had someone who gave them some type of encouragement. Even if it wasn't monetary, they gave them some type of encouragement. Even if they let them sleep on their damn couch, that's helping them out. You're not self-made. You still need people. Right. I said it before on another thing we did. Nobody's self-made. Like, let's just be honest. Nobody. It's a hundred percent. Like, it's impossible. It's, it's just impossible. Houseway. <laughs> it's just impossible. <laughs> so, because what people don't understand is, is that the way we were made, we like made. we were made to need each other. Yes. Like it's the way that God made it's us. Energy. It's the, it, like no matter what you need, because like I said before, your purpose has nothing to do with you. Ooh. Your purpose is for someone mm-hmm. else, right? Mm-hmm. So, if my purpose is for you. That means your purpose may be for someone else. Thanks. It was the way I believe that God made us to always need each other. Because if we all think about it, if we didn't and we all balled up and went in the corner, then what's the point of life? Right. We feed off of each other. Mm-hmm. So nobody's like self-made. Like there's people who did more than others, but we all, like you said, even if it wasn't financially, somebody helped you along mm-hmm. the journey. It was a book or a show. And that's the and that's the way that's the way it is. Like that's the cycle. Most definitely. It's just like the seed, right? The seed is planted. It produces a harvest. The harvest, the fruit, you take the fruit and take the seed out of that fruit and plant another seed. Mm-hmm. But where did that fruit come from? What you say? The seed. Well, where did that seed come from? Another fruit. Mm-hmm. Where did that seed come from? Another fruit. Because mm. you ain't start off with no damn seed, did you? No. Okay, all right. Uh-huh. All right, self-made, quick. Uh-huh. And I I, kind of want to move forward with after y'all got this type of mentality, how did that, and y'all got y'all foundation right, how did that look like moving forward? And now, you know, we prepared to take this time, actually plant these seeds, and now we're ready to start working for the harvest. What did that look like, y'all getting back, getting from those homelessness for those three years? Wait, hold on, babe. The first thing I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to let him go ahead because he's good on that part. The first thing I'm going to tell you is stop caring what mm-hmm. other people think. That's the first thing. Write it on your mirror. Can I be hard on your people? Write that shit on your mirror. I'm going to write it on my notepad. what other people shit. say. Yeah, what they think. Because don't care about what they say or what they think. It does nothing for you. The most, I'm telling you, your biggest fan, you know who your biggest fan? I'm going to tell y'all a secret. Y'all ready? Everybody write that. Everybody, everybody gets out your pencil and paper. You know who your biggest fan is? You. Mm-hmm. You. You. You better ask Quaggy. Why I be talking to myself like, oh, girl, what you doing today? I be all brushing my teeth. I be like, hey, I'm having my moment with me. I had to learn how to be my own fan. Mm. I had to learn how to cheer for me. I had to learn how to study how I want to move. I had to learn how to understand how I want to be stroked with myself before I can give anything. And he the next person I give something to. But I got to give it all to me first. I got to let God have my oneness with him. So he can tell me, first of all, I ain't got to hear what nobody say. Yeah, that's your opinion. We give off all kinds of opinions. You know what I'm saying? People can assume. They can be plenty of asses out here. I got that. But you can assume what you want. But I'm not going to now apply that to me because that's what you interpreted. Mm. Because I didn't tell you that's what I feel. I didn't tell you that's what I said. Ask me if this is what I'm projecting off to you. Ask me, did I really say these things? Ask me if this is what I really want to participate in. These are the things that you got to understand. When you learn how to stand in the paint, and it's an everyday exercise, y'all. This ain't going to never stop to the day you die. You got to not give one damn what somebody else thinks. I mean it. 
You gotta be your loudest fan. If I can tell you, I'm my biggest fan. Yep. I'm my loudest cheerleader. I clap loud, man. Yeah. Clap loud for yourself first. Yeah, yeah, indeed, yeah. Yeah, I mean, to go into the question, I mean, I think what happens is there's opportunity, right? And there's gonna be plenty of opportunity. I think what's important for people to understand is that, again, notice I said the fourth time around, right? Mm -hmm. The fourth or fifth time around. A lot of times we're stuck in where we are too long because when the opportunity comes back around, we're repeating the same thing. It's just repetitiveness, like it's the same thing. Same habits. You gotta do something different. So if you know better, you do better. So I always say knowledge is the first thing. So as we started to learn one from our mistakes and now also learning and watching and seeing well, what are wealthy people doing? How are they setting this up? Now that we know this, the opportunity is gonna come back around. You just gotta be patient for it. But when it comes back around, what do you do with it, which goes back again? Can you be trusted with it? Because mm -hmm. it's going to come back around. Oh, yeah. It's going to come back around. And I think what happened was when it came back around, this time we say, wait a minute, we're not going to pay off debt. <laughs> we're going to invest this money. Wait a minute. We're not, as we make a little money, we're not going to go and buy the latest car, mm -hmm. all this jewelry and whatever the case is. No, we're not going to do that this time. Wait, it's coming back around again. This time we need passive income. We don't, do, you know, we can't just earn income. Here we go again. It came back around again. Wait a minute. We can't rely on one source of income, one stream of income. We yep. got to have more. So each time these lessons are coming back around, this next go round, we're doing it differently, right? Mm -hmm. And then you start to pile it on top of each other. And then you look up and I put it in a post, like you'll stumble into wealth. What? Ooh. Like you don't even got to try. You Ooh. take the principles and you follow those principles and you look up. Whoa, I'm a millionaire. I'm, I'm wealthy. You ain't even, you ain't even trying. What you mm. you know, and that's the key. When that time comes back around, because it will. Yeah, like, there's yeah. some people right now that's like, man, nah, trust me. Yeah, will. The time will come back around. Oh, yes. What do you do with it when the time comes back around? Yes. Mm. You know, I really like that. Like, I heard something, I guess, somewhat similar-ish to that, and it really had kind of clicked with me, too, on what you were saying. Just like, life isn't one decision. You know, mm -hmm. you may make one bad decision. You may make one good decision. You may make a bunch of good decisions, but it's like, the whole thing is that life is a series of decisions. So it's like, as long as you keep making better and better decisions as you go, like you said, you can fool around and fumble in the wealth because it's like you just never <clears throat> came up going in the right direction and you <clears throat> kept on improving on your decision making. You just got to learn from where you fuck up and keep keep failing right. forward. Like, That's right. That's right. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Yep. Dust yourself off and try again. <laughs> And that so, definitely, I appreciate that too in that and what you said earlier with not caring what people think or what they say. Because it's like when you fail, it might not be pretty. It might not be nice in public, but it's like you just got to keep on going. I was wondering, like, I, the opportunity came back around. Like, when did the opportunity present itself for y'all with trucking? Like, how did y'all get into that? Because I'm, I'm familiar with the beginning of y'all real estate journey. I know y'all had the hotel. I've right. I heard that story. Y'all had the hotel. And mm -hmm. I heard how that went down. That's a crazy story. You never heard that? I, I, I heard, heard it. That was a crazy story. <laughs> like, when did the trucking come into play for y'all? All right. So, basically, I'm going to go back a little bit to get you to the hotel, right? So, okay. after being homeless, one of the things that I did was I started going down to some people that we were staying with. Their son was working downtown, uh, the courthouse, and he was telling me about these tax deed auctions that they used to do every week downtown. So, I would go down there with them because I didn't have a car. Well, the one car we had, we were hiding so the repo people yeah. wouldn't get it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I would go down there with him and I would just go through all the tax deed files. I would go to every auction 
I would go through those things if though I was going to bid on every single property. So I got all this knowledge and I'm learning and, and now I'm meeting people, networking, and I'm telling them like, hey, I know you're about to bid on that. Do you know that's a piece of land? It's not a house there. But what do you mean it's not a house there? No, it's not a house there. And it has X amount of liens and it has this and you know, you got to pay the fines on it. It's like, whoa, how do you know all that? Oh, well, I do all the research. And that opened up to me doing research for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it turned into a business of, I was the research guy for the tax deed. They called me the tax deed research guy. Like that was my thing. So I was doing that. And during that time, you know, we met investors and things like that. So fast forward, after we finally started to make some money doing the tax deed information and selling the research on the tax deeds and managing properties for some of these investors who we're selling the information to, the opportunity comes up for a hotel in Jacksonville. And I remember taking it to this investment firm that I was working with at the time. And it was like, ah, it's, it's too far from Miami. It's Jacksonville. And I started talking with another investor who I was actually went to his house to give him the research for the tax deed. And he asked me, hey, is there any other you know, deals that's on the table right now? And I was like, well, it's actually a hotel coming up for auction in Jacksonville. And long story short, we end up winning that hotel. And what happens is usually I was always offered an opportunity to manage the property. So mm-hmm. same thing with this. He wanted to pay me a salary to manage the property. And I was like, or to work, you know, do the hotel. And for once it's like, again, the opportunity came around again and realizing before what was the mess up? Well, before we don't own nothing. Mm-hmm. So we, yeah, we was making money, but we didn't own anything. So check from being homeless. right. So here's the opportunity to ownership. So yep. I'm going to bring value because I'm going to go here and run this hotel. Well, it's just like on the, the undercover billionaire. Right. Instead of you paying me cash, mm-hmm. how about you give me ownership? Yes. Mm. That's all I'm asking for, ownership. That's key, y'all. Right. So I started negotiating that. And long story short, we not only got ownership, we also got the salary mm-hmm. and 100% operating control. Yes. Mm. So now I can control this thing the way I wanted to, which allowed me to bring in my family to work at the hotel and to build from there. But fast forward and we end up winning the hotel and we came up there and we started to run the hotel. And trust me, there's a whole episode alone that we could do on just the hotel journey. That, that sucker, that was... We have uh, to make that one happen. Then, yeah, man. that's a whole another one there. But being there, this particular hotel is like right off of I-10, which is right off the highway. And so it was a big spot for truckers. A lot of truckers would come there, mm-hmm. stay the night, stay the week, stay whatever. You know, we had a lot of space for truck parking. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So a lot of truckers used to come and say, man, you should get in a trucking game. Trucking game. I'm like, I don't have time for that. And the story goes that it was one particular guy who truck broke down and he didn't have the money to fix it. And he came to me and asked me to borrow the money to fix it. And I was like, no, nah, I can't give you this money. I don't know you like that, right? Mm-hmm. So he came back a couple of days later, something like that, and said, my bad, you're a businessman. I should have came with, to you with a business proposition. And here we go again. It's about axing, networking, mm-hmm. axing. He says, how about this? How about I sell you the truck, but you don't have to pay me for the truck right now. All you have to do is pay the two or $3,000 to get it fixed. And then the rest of the money, the other eight grand or whatever, you can pay me after I start making you money in the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so I looked up the, here we go again, basic, not, I don't know the trucking industry. I don't know all this, just basic math. Let me, Kelly Blue Book the truck. What is it worth? You know, oh, what a truck is worth, 15, 20 grand. Even if nothing happens, I can sell the truck and make, make the money back. Money. 
So he goes, he signs the truck over to me. I pay for it to get fixed. And believe it or not, in the beginning, this is something I always tell people too. You don't always have to know every part of, mm -mm. of it, how it's going to work. Just get started. Yes. Like just get in it. Because if I would have said, wait a minute, let me learn the trucking game before we do this. Well, and if you did that, you wouldn't have did it. I would never did it. Because I, I, I wouldn't have had time to do it. We run in a hotel. Right. So, and here's the thing. Once I realized, wait a minute, you're going to drive the truck. The company going to handle everything. What do I do? Collect. So you just collect the money. You just, <laughs> whenever the truck breaks, you just got, you know, you got to pay for it. But you're not going to do nothing. So wait a minute. I'm going to make money <laughs> and not have to work, physically work for it? Passive income. This, this, is, this, is, what, the introduction this, this is what I need right here. You know, yeah. this passive income, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we started and the first check came and it came to me and I got the $2,000 and I gave him 1000 and I'm like, whoa. And then next week, another one. And the next week, another one. And I'm like, whoa. So even then, we sort of fell into the trucking. Like, it wasn't like, hey, we're going to start this trucking company mm -hmm. and we're going to do this and let's put together this business plan and find that and all and that, now that i think about it is we go through the story even down the hood estates now that i think about it from the hotel yeah. to the trucks to hood estates to even us now with this truck lending thing that we're yeah. doing i'm starting to recognize the pattern and this might not be for everybody but for us mostly everything that we found success in was not something that we planned out at mm. all it was or i knew or i knew it was like oh it, but and i realize now even talking to you guys the reason being is because it forces us to have all our faith in God. Yes. Mm -hmm. See, sometimes when you know too much, you got it figured out too much. Oh, yeah. We'll leave room for him to work. I got you it. I know control. what to do. Yep. Exactly. Oh, well, I got it. So Thanks. with this, here's the thing. Two things. It forced us to put our faith and trust in God. But watch this. It also made it, when we get successful, to give him all the glory. You better say it. Hey, come on, daddy. <laughs> Yeah. All day. I can't. I, now I can't take no credit for it. Man, I'm a kid. I, I can't kid. say I got it out the mud or I self-made because it wasn't even my idea. First mm. of all, it wasn't even something I was planning on doing. It's not something that I had a business plan set out. It was something that just fell in my lap. Come on now. So now it fell in my lap. I trusted God for it. So guess who gets all the glory? All the. Amen. I can't open my mouth without talking about my daddy. What? <laughs> okay. So that's what got us in. And again. You would have never told me the same thing from starting hood estates to now we do these interviews and stuff and people see us on the street is like yeah you know y'all y'all do trucking man y'all should think about getting in real estate and i'm like we are it's hood that, that's what we do like <laughs> we really really like but it's amazing how people know you more for something else that mm -hmm. you didn't even mm -hmm. do and that's why when people come in like man no 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 like look, look man i can't take no credit for this mm -hmm. like i'm not trying to be the truck you know mm -hmm the head the head person in trucking I, it ain't even my thing so guess what because god blessed me with it and it's his thing i leave the results to him mm -hmm. that's why there's no company like say, i'm not nah. competing with nobody i already won it ain't even something i'm supposed to be doing y'all see won't even like i be watching all these other platforms and i'm like ooh, man i'm so glad we're not in the trucking industry we're not even in a truck we can't even stand in the oh let me quick story we was in a clubhouse and we heard all these people on these platforms talking about this trucking stuff right so man, pocket. Yeah, I go to the brain. I say, man, what they talking about? He said, yeah, hell, I don't know. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, who neither? That check still clear though. Listen, they call us up on here, baby. 
that's, we do that, passive income. And, that's and, that, what and that's we do. the thing what people don't understand a lot of times is there's so many ways of to doing things money. and making money in different it industries. Is. Like, you know, all the time, think about it. I, this has happened recently. I talked to a realtor and or I talked to a realtor and all the, you know, that's what they understand about real estate. Right. They don't understand tax deeds. So I'm sitting there talking about tax deeds and the tax auction. And they're like, huh? But from the outside, a person would be like, oh, you're a realtor. You should know that about real estate. Mm -hmm. No, you shouldn't. It's different. It's yeah. so mm -hmm. many different ways of doing things. And what we do in trucking is more from an investment standpoint. It's yes. more from, it's almost like the, and I tell people, because some people used to say, well, how are you going to be in the trucking industry? You never drove a truck. You don't have a CDL. I say, well, I guarantee you this. I bet you every dollar I have, if you go to probably 90%, if not 100% of all McDonald's franchisees owners, they probably never flipped a burger at McDonald's. They probably before. never stepped in McDonald's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look, look at look at most, if not all, NFL owners. Owners. They ain't played that sport. Not, not coaches, owners. They ain't played. Probably ain't never nope. threw a ball. <laughs> they ain't never played. You know what I mean? But again, this is a mindset mm -hmm. of unfortunately our people. Yes. Like we just feel like, you know what I mean? Like they ain't worked hard. Right. For if, yeah, if I didn't go and flip the burger, mm -hmm. I can't be owning the Mac. I can't own the franchise. If I didn't do it, no. We gotta get in the ownership mindset. Yes. Mm -hmm. And ownership mindset doesn't mean you have to physically have done the actual labor of the thing yeah. if you get the knowledge what's needed. And again, ownership, this is why the most wealthiest people own. Because yes. ownership is the same. If I own, then I control. Ooh, that's good, baby. If I own, I control. I love that. See, that's the that's thing. Good. We too often thinking about, I got to get here and work. Well, usually when you're working, you don't control. Right. You being when you control. own, you control. Right, you being controlled. Mm -hmm. So as long as I own, I control. Yes. And that's what I'm paid for. Because some of you say, well, what do you get paid if somebody else is driving, somebody else is doing all the loads and stuff like that? Well, what do you get paid for? On, on on it. Right. It's, yes. it's my right. It's my equipment. I get what? paid for owning the equipment. That's right. Pretty much. Right. That's it. And that's what we tell people. Like I think at one period of time when we first started, people were like, "Do y'all shine on nine to fivers?" Hell no. I was a nine to five too. You know what I mean? My thing is, is what I tell all nine to fivers is this: Your boss own you. You might not look at it like that, but they do. You clock in at their time. You show up at the time. You do what they tell you to do. They own you for that time, right? Mm -hmm. And you get compensated for that. So that's why how, why Pocky always saying about investment, everybody may not be a millionaire, but everybody can be an investor. Everybody might not be an entrepreneur, but everybody can be an investor. Mm -hmm. You take that money that you out there enslaving for, ever you got to make it seem, that money you take it, and now you bring that into investment where you learn how to get your freedom back. You now pay for your freedom. Have that same money now work for you. And there's nothing wrong with being a nine to fiver. At the end of the day, why are you being a nine to five? You don't want to work your whole life now for them to give you a 4K1 when you can't do shit. I'm just being honest. By the time they let you retire, you hear my word, let. I got so many friends that said somebody got five years. Nigga, we is going to be great old senior citizens by the time y'all retire. <laughs> for real. That's what's going to happen. You'll get a whole stipend from the government by the time you leave this job. If you got that. If, if that. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen these times. And all this is on a promise. Well, you can take that money that you're now working for and now invest that into something, even save it to invest. Now, you learn how to work your credit. So that money, that credit card now to turn into cash, that turn into buying you assets. Nine to fivers can be bosses. Mm -hmm. Your nine to five should be temporary. Make room for the next person who needs to be a nine to fiver. Mm -hmm. That's not for you yeah. permanently. That's a lock-in mentality. I, I never forget 
on the last interview we had, we was talking about the fact that Pocky had always been a dreamer. He always wanted to be a business owner because his whole side of family were all entrepreneurs. So I didn't understand that. He was like, so what do you want to do with your life? Like, you know, this is when we getting really serious. And he was like, what do you want to do with your life? I said, listen, I only went by what I saw. I didn't understand what was going on. I'm a girl from the hood. I didn't have any real examples of what it was. And most people was locked into these long ass mortgages until they die. You watch old people die in their houses still. They don't get paid yeah, for until they man. die. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, well, I want a movie. I want a house with a white fence and a dog. <laughs> I want a couple of kids. You know what I mean? And I want a nice job. He literally looked at me and said, he said, hell no, that ain't what I want. He said, I want to be rich. Mm. And I was like, and I was like, I don't know. I say, so what is rich? What do you, what do you mean? He's like, I want a big house. I want all this. Da, 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 da. And I literally was scared. And I'm like, no, I don't think we going to make it. Cause I don't, I don't know how to live that kind of life. Like, first of all, he talking to somebody who don't pay no rent. I'm a hood, first of all. And he, he telling me now I got to go pay rent. You telling me you want me to leave free? They give me a, they give me a check towards my phone bill. Cause I live here. And they pay me for having children. <laughs> and I'm on Medicaid. I don't pay no bills. Like, and you want me to leave all this to go be rich? But it sounds like I'm going to be paying to be rich. See, my mentality, I didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand the whole, that he, he already knew about growth. And I was just stuck that I just wanted to just be regular. Mm. I just wanted a regular life. It was just in the hood from where my environment was this. When you graduated and you got a job, you made it. Your pup pup was go pick up your peeps. Ain't nobody complaining about your ride because nobody want to be on the bus stop. You came through. That was that was success for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he taught me something different. I'm glad he was brought into my life. He taught me something way different about growth, teaching me how to, to see beyond. He already knew what he wanted. Pocky knew that he wanted this life. This life that we living right now, this is what he, he knew. And God knew that I was, I, he knew that I was, um, it was ordained for me to be in living this life. Though I didn't understand it, I didn't know what I wanted. God mm. knew this is what he wanted for me. Mm. So, that's that. That's some bars, that's some gems. I see Jerry got something to say. No, just because she killed it on two, like, two pieces of something that I wanted to pull back from earlier to something that you just said, too. When you said earlier, having to, like, convince people and get people to understand, like, I want to touch on the mental hurdles that our people have to go through to get to where y'all are and to get to that, that, that mental state. Because, like, earlier when you said people don't, they don't even understand that you can get paid to own something. Like, purely, you don't have to do the work. You just own it and you get paid for that, like, that's a mental hurdle that I feel like a lot of black people like don't understand. They even have to get over that. It's just like, you don't have to physically be there. You don't have to touch every piece of it. You can just own it and still get paid. And then you said something before, as far as like y'all having to understand like the, it's hard to even put it in the word, but just the way that you said, as far as y'all having to understand that buildup, and how to put things together as far as with the business. Like, y'all yes. were in those places, and at one point, it seemed like, why am I giving up all of this free, all of this great that I know? It seems a lot more effort and a lot more difficult, like, when I could just stay here and chill. Like, yes. I think a lot of people don't even, like, address those type of mental hurdles that folks have to get over, because they just like, 
well, why wouldn't you want to get out of the hood? Well, why wouldn't you not want to live on hood? It's like, bro, this is easy. This is what, what? I go. Why would I, why would I go do that? That's hard. Like, you pay how much in taxes? You do what? You have to file. You don't what? get no tax refund? You have to do paperwork? Right. Hey, come on, son. I can go over here, go Fridays, Fridays. They're going to pay me regular. I'm going to get off. I'm going to still have my weekends. I'm sorry. I live in Louisiana. Y'all. I'm still have my weekends in Houston and Dallas. I'm going to still be able to go do my, you know, my things on the weekends. And that's the epitome of what I want to do. So it's like you come to people and you're trying to show them something better. And a lot of people will initially reject that just because yes. bro, that seems a lot harder than what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. He took me out of my comfort zone and scared the hell out of me. What you mean? Give up free. Well, see, too, that's the thing. And I, I won't put a name out there, but a friend of ours recently had a similar situation. And, oh, yeah. you know, she's working a job. She just started a job that she's making about $60,000 a year, right? But she was on HUD and food stamps mm-hmm. and getting money from the government, that whole nine. So <laughs> she literally had been at this job already about eight to 10 months. And, you know, now it's coming up for renewal. And you know how it is, the government, like, hey, like, I got to report this, but I know when I report this, they have been to cut me off. Mm-hmm. So literally, this is how crazy it is. Talk to several people that she know that's mm-hmm. close in her circle. Oh, that's key. Y'all heard that. Listen, they're close in her circle mm-hmm. that she's close to. Mm-hmm. All of them people told yes. her, girl, you better quit that job. Honest to God, all of them. Quit the job. All, all of them, them told her, quit the job and come back and move for her. So yes. I think wow. it's, let's, let's just simple math. You make 60. So I say, let's add up what they're paying for you in rent, what they give you in food stamps, and what this money they give you every month as a stipend or whatever. That money equaled out to $30,000. And she was like, what do you mean? I said, well, it's simple math. You make 60000 here versus the 30000 you get from the government. That's literally double. Now, minus, I know, taxes and things like that, you're still going to come out with about $20,000 more. Mm-hmm. But now you have good income. So guess what? You can now go get leverage your credit and get loans to buy properties and do things like that. And the sky's the limit. Why would you cage yourself into this 30? And that's the thing I just realized, right? Wait a minute. They pay you to stay caged in. Ooh, what you say? Mm. It's that old thing. I'd rather keep hand-feeding you peanuts so you never come after the big bundle over here. You'll never had a confidence. You'll never had a confidence. So I don't mind giving you that. Yeah, I'll give you that 30,000 a year. I'm paying you 30,000 so you never try to make a million. Mm. Yes. Then you thirty thousand to get rid of your potential and your, your dream. Your ambition. You better say it. Right. That's and then here's the problem. Guess what you do? Now you pass that down to your four children. Mm-hmm. That same mindset. Because the people that's telling you this, they in that same situation. They like, girl, you crazy? That's yeah. free money. You giving away free money. Yes. It's not free. At Trust all. me, it's not free. Doesn't come to the price. Costing your life. Yes. There you go. Yes. And when I broke it down for her, and she saw it on paper, she's like. Well, wow. I mean, I don't got to be a mathematician. This is basic math. Like, I'm making more. And since then, not only she's making more, she's now gotten her first lines of credit. We helped her get a couple of lines of credit. And guess what? She's, don't touch that money. We're investing that money. So now she's investing that money. And now she's so excited because she realized, like, wait a minute. Wow. But guess what? It got when she got around us and said, how do you do this? I said, you're never going to be. I was the last friend she called. Right. And I told her, I said, that should tell you something. I'm your only friend. I've been her friend since she was young. I said, I'm your only friend that told you, you better stay your ass on that job. I'm your only friend that told you that. So that, that need to tell you something. 
about your circle. Mm -hmm. I said, you need to get a song or that comes with like a dead, a Michael Myers beat. And every time they call, they trying to kill your dream. You need to let mm -hmm. that phone bring that shit when they call. Because <laughs> they try to take your dream from you. Yeah. But guess what? On top of that, listen to this. This is even crazy. But I understand his view for her. The landlord told her, mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Of course, yeah. Well, That's yeah. what I told her. I'm getting, paid, I'm getting paid regardless if you work or not. You won't guarantee money from the government. It's exactly. Cool. So, of course, he's going to tell you, no, nah, you should yeah, quit that job and just keep going. You already got hood. You already. And the point is, is like so many people from the hood, in the hood, that's mm -hmm. living this. And unfortunately, this is all we know. Like, this is all that's been taught to us. It's and this is all net. we see. It's a safety net. And it's the cycle. And this is, again, they paying you to stay in poverty. And it's crazy. Mm -hmm. We were making, at the time when we finally moved out, we were making close to like sixty dollars to $80,000 a month. And the day I left, I boohoo cried. I, I cried because I'm making sixty dollars to $80,000 a month. I was scared to leave my stability. She almost didn't want to go. No. You know what made us go? She didn't want to go. No. And I've got to say, we got to go. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. She didn't want to go. Mm -mm. You know what made us go? <laughs> mm -mm. You know, the boys can't... Look, man. Yeah. Y'all looking like a whole meal out here. And it's only because huh? these been my boys since I yeah, was four like, years old. Like, like, so they telling me the truth. Yeah, they're they like, like man, these niggas the right here. The dope boys come and yeah, telling they, me, they're like, yeah, they y'all hot, man. They plotting. Y'all gotta get up out of here. Like, y'all coming in rental like cars every week. Yeah, like, y'all... Yeah. Basically, dudes were telling us, I don't care how y'all trying to hide it. Get out of here. Y'all look like money. Yeah. And we wouldn't even, like, flashy. It was just like, you can smell it on y'all. Yeah. Like, you got to get up out of here. Are you going to be... Especially taking that 30000 home. Yeah. You say? Yeah. You making more in a year than... You got to get out of here. You're making in a year, shit. Yeah. What? Yeah. It was crazy. The thing is, she didn't want to go. I didn't, but I had to respect the game. Yeah. When the dope boys started coming telling you, shit, you better move. Yeah. They were like, man, y'all hot? And then we started, like, we'll go downstairs. We oh, find yeah. nails in our tires. So they were saying that's set up robbery. Yeah. Like, they're trying to catch y'all on the move. But see, we since I grew up in the hood, so I understand. I made Pocky take different routes home. Yeah. I moved my car in certain spots like that. I had some of the dope boys look out for me when I come in. Hey, come walk me to my crib. Like, it was just that type of thing. But at that time, I was like, I got three kids. I can't keep putting me and my husband in this situation because I'm scared to leave the stability of what the government has. You know, I can't conform to this. Mm -hmm. And I had yep. to move. I was living in the PJs? Man, we were living there, yeah. Yeah, oh man. Make it 80 bands. Make it 80 bands. Oh, yeah. I see, I see what I'm saying. I would never left. Yeah. <laughs> the, state, the name got a reason behind it. Nah, but like, <laughs> it's understandable because I used to live in the project. So I know exactly the whole everything. Like, hey, man, you comfortable? Like, you wake up, uh -huh. this person been in there since the. However long they parents yep. used to live in the project, like yeah. comfortable. Yep. That's this is my people. But yeah. once, people, once man. you elevate from them, you looking yeah. like a lit. Right. Yeah, man. Right. And you feel like sometimes like you almost feel like, man, I'm abandoning my people. Right. Like I don't want to leave them because you gotta realize at this time, Sell you know, off. even yeah, exactly. And at this time, we ain't like flashing everything, but if somebody needs something, obviously, yeah, man, we got it. Like it ain't no thing. So you just feel like I'm leaving this behind. I'm I leaving, felt that yeah, way. like I'm leaving yes. my people behind. Even with family, it'd be mm -hmm. the same way. 
And that's one of the biggest things what I, I realized and what messed us up the first time is as soon as you start to create, get wealth and, you know, generate this type of money, you can't be so quick to, you want to pull people up, but you got to make sure you good first. That's what they tell you on the plane. Before you assist the Anybody person next to you, put on your own mask. Right. You know what I mean? So that's the thing. And you got to make sure you're secure before you do that. And it's unfortunate, like we've experienced a lot as well as, yes, you change. Yes. You're supposed to. Yes. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to, right? Yeah, I heard that. Yes, you yes, change. You change. Yes, you're supposed to. <laughs> change them. But the thing is, they haven't. They have right? not. And it's not personal. It's but not. now, you know, I mean, Trap used to talk about all the time. It's different. These people ain't hungry. They starve. They starve. Mm -hmm. You look like a whole family. Yeah, they starve. Young it's the big difference. Like, is she hungry and I'm starving? I'm going to tell you different. You put a steak between both of us, yeah. she's hungry, right? She's going to grab her. She's going to, man, I'm hungry. She's going to grab her knife and her fork and she's going to cut the steak and, mm, I'm hungry. I'm starving. You know what I'm going to do? That, picking I'm just, that thing up. Yeah, I'm just yeah. grabbing it. So, and that's the thing. People are starving out yeah, here. Man. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So you can't expect, you know, forget, oh, this is my hood. They know me, man. It's a transition. It yeah. really is. And I salute all those who are scared right now. It's okay to be scared. I was scared. I was in my 20s. I was scared. All I knew was the hood. All I knew was my neighborhood. All I knew was my hood family. And I was leaving it. And I knew the status that I couldn't go back. I was hot. Yeah. They told me I couldn't come back. Damn. You understand? When your family tell you you can't come back, that hurts you. So I didn't know how to process that. Because at the end of the day, it wasn't personal. You know what I mean? Like, if I got hit up, that was on me. Like, one thing about it, the hood is a jungle. And everybody in for survival. It ain't personal that I took this from you. You know what I mean? It is what it is. I learned that growing up there. And I can't go back. I done elevated God and uprooted me out of that garden and I'm in another place. I got rerooted somewhere else. And that's what it is. A lot of people are scared to get rerooted. They don't want to leave that. You know, and you can't bring them over into your garden because they mentally ain't ready. They will set you up, man. I had so many of my homeboys set up. Like, for real. Like, you cannot bring them into your new environment. They have not changed because at the end of the day, you brought them into your palace. They going back home to the jungle. Mm. And you can't respect that. Your success is an insult to them. Mm. You can't. And you can't be ashamed of your success. You can't downgrade because they're not ready to elevate. It's mm. just what it is. Man. Hey, that's a, yes, that is, that's yeah, a yeah. message right there, too. Man, that's a whole bar. And it makes me think of, like, even, like you said, changing. Like, even whenever you cross as a Greek or something on campus, and I'm not talking about, like, the parties and all of that, but... Something that Greek life done for me whenever I joined it, it opened up my mind to what was bigger on campus. Whenever I first got to campus, I just wanted to party and have fun and sleep in, not go to class if I don't have to. But once I got into Greek life, it was like, hey, man, you need to go to class and you need to start doing this network. Oh, we also need to be volunteering. What are you doing to impact your community? What type of programs? Are so now I'm not just thinking about partying. I'm actually thinking about adding value now. Mm -hmm. So now right. you're talking about I changed because I'm not hanging out with you while you just bullshitting, smoking yeah. weed, getting drunk. I'm actually uh, yeah, playing the game all day. I'm actually thinking about, okay, now I'm the person throwing these parties. So you don't even know what got to go into this. I got to make right. sure we got eight security guards. I got to make sure that the mayor, they got paid. I got to make sure this building is paid. I got to make sure y'all don't act a fool once y'all get in there. So now that's why I had to change because I had to become a higher version of myself. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's an insult yeah. to those who don't want to switch up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Like you get tried for that. Yeah. And they want to shine you for that. It was a long time when me and Pocky got into the success that I wouldn't say nothing because I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed of the fact that I made it. And it encouraged the people that I left behind to feel bad. You know what I mean? It's crazy. <laughs> In the environment that I came from, they already made it. Me, what I bring to the same is I'm being bougie. <laughs> I'm being flaw. I'm being fake. But no, I'm being successful with wealth and legacy. I got my freedom. I can pay your whole salary with one credit card. Mm. I'm a boss. And I don't even show that in your face. But just me living this life in social. And I got to mm. separate myself from that because I'm not going to make me feel bad because God elevated me. Mm. And it's what it is. I love it. Saying you just touched on y'all working to build legacy, and it mm -hmm. kind of want to have me segue into the next thing I want to talk about with y'all. Like, so how are y'all helping people build legacy through hood estates? Honestly, I'm not gonna just say through the trucking piece because mm -hmm. y'all helping people all together. Can you y'all get yeah. into that some? Again, I think it was important from the beginning is the foundation, like we talked about the basics. Mm -hmm. This is why we started the savings challenge. This is why we continue right. to do the savings challenge. Yeah. Every twelve weeks, it just starts over, right? So that. I think that was important. And a lot of times you got to know who you're talking to, right? I tell people, yes, what we teach and show, you know, obviously can be for anybody, but we really focus in on people that came from the background as us, meaning yeah. these people that are in the hood that don't have any, because I mean, I posted things sometimes and people like, yeah, but you could break down that for the people I'm trying to present this to. I can't break it down that deep. Like they just need the basic, right? So this is why we get with, with saving investing, emergency fund, those basic things. So that's one way that we're doing it. And then I want to show people passive income, mm -hmm. right? That's why they call me passive income Pocky. Mm -hmm. We decided that what we realized was, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that's one thing that people that come from with passive income, mm -hmm. what does that mean? Like my mm -hmm. mom even asked me that one day. She was like, son, what is passive income? I was like, mom, that means when you're not physically working for every dime you get, meaning the work that you put in is not a direct correlation of the money you make. It don't require you. Right. Meaning some, you will do some things, mm -hmm. but it's not like, you know, you got paid for the hour or you yes. had to get paid for how many hours you're making money without you doing the work directly for the money. And I think that's important because again, just us as people have always been taught, you got to work for every dime you get. Yeah. Like you got to literally, you know, we've been taught to trade time for money. Yes. I do this amount of hours because think about it. I was always talked about in the hood. Well, I work over here. I get paid $8 an hour. I just got a raise. I get $9 an hour. Oh, well, I work over here. I get $12 an hour. You going to do some overtime? Yeah. How much they pay? Time and a half. Yep. Time and a half. Yep. Time and a half. What, what is time and a half? <laughs> like, like if you think about it, Peanut. if they could pay you time and a half. How much you making? Oh. Right. What's the value? So to disconnect working for the money and have the money working for you right it's and it's a big difference so our biggest thing that's this is why whether it's trucking real estate we're going to be introducing truck lending which we've been doing um, we need you to understand that y'all can be the bank yes, early man be the lender. if you can be the lender start at 25 and 30 do you understand what your life will be like when right, you're 40 something baby right. be the bank be the bank. So the bank. these are all the things, and this is the legacy that we want to pass yes. on to our people is that yes. this is the key to wealth. It is. Because if not, 
this is why we go places and you think about it, you know, you go places, especially and it's everywhere, but especially in the hood and you see people 60, 70, 80 still working, still, you know, man. whether it's cleaning up or here or there, like they, they yeah, because they have to, mm -hmm. right? And that's the key. Again, we're supposed to work, but life wasn't meant for us to just work, work, work until the day we die. Like mm -hmm. that wasn't the purpose here, right? So a lot of us, we're working so much, we can't even walk in our purpose and our true purpose because we're working so much. Right. So our biggest thing was the legacy that we wanted to leave for our community was, listen, wealth can be built, like I said. You can build wealth, you can stumble into wealth if you take these basic principles, saving, investing, and buying assets, mm -hmm. and income producing assets, and having passive income, and multiple streams of passive income. And this is how you get to building wealth. And now you can get into, okay, generational wealth. How do I leave this? How do I pass this down? And that was one of our things. And what happened was, whether it's real estate, trucking, or the different things, they all come back to that thing. Because even with the real estate, it was the same thing. It was, wait a minute, we were managing all these properties in the hood, but we didn't own any. Right. You know, we were we just the face. We were just the face. And then we started looking up on the property appraiser site and you see, you know, you can tell by the names. Mm, that ain't like us. that ain't us. No. So we're not owning anything in our community. This is why we don't control it. Right. So this was major for us. So our thing was let's buy the properties in the hood that we've been managing because we have ownership. And if anything, guess what? Me as a landlord, me and Sandy as landlords, I understand you as a tenant because mm -hmm. I was you all day you get what I'm saying so if you want just like I tell our truck drivers we tell our truck drivers my goal for you if you want is in two years to three years you need to be owning your own truck mm -hmm. and I can help you get there I help you build your credit I help you save your money to do it you can do that same thing the tenant within a couple of years you need to be buying your own property mm -hmm. you know trress me you don't have to worry about oh well who gonna rent there's plenty of people that's because there's always a cycle Yes, it is. You know, there's always a cycle. Yes. So with that cycle happening, there's always a space, just like the drivers. Don't worry, you're going to own There's always a cycle of new people that's coming in. So that's important to us, and that's a part of our goal of building our legacy through hood estates, in a sense. I appreciate y'all sharing that and, like, what y'all doing for our community. It's just it's so beautiful to me. I really thank God, honestly, for having y'all go through y'all journey so y'all can share y'all testimony with people uh, yes. because it's really a powerful thing. And like, I just hope anybody that's listening to this can leave this and like, see that it's not always just about what you can take, take, take. It's about mm -hmm. being obedient, having faith in sowing them seeds. Like y'all was talking about. Yeah, You can't be afraid of your assignment. Yeah. The assignment can't come without a test. Yeah. You always tell people, I used to tell my kids all the way growing up. I say, one thing about the service, the first thing they put you is boot camp. They ain't sending nobody on that front line first. They send mm -hmm. you through boot camp. And that's how life is. Life sends you through boot camp. It's going to be some hurdles. It's going to be some challenges. I always say, don't always call everything a fail. Some things are just challenges mm -hmm. to get you stronger. You want them muscles, man. It's got to get cut up first. Yep. You got to go through some things. And they don't have to always be bad. They yep. just challenging. They just don't feel good. Right. I think... Sometimes we can think that everything got to be so tragic. No, it just don't damn feel good. And it's okay. Because when you do get through it, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a flow. Life bring it. That's what happens. I tell anybody, if you're struggling, when that sunrise and the struggle is over, your ass know how to get through some stuff. All the world is is repeat. Mm -hmm. It's a repeat. 
Just know you have to pass it. It's a cycle. That's all. Ain't nothing new under the sun. Nothing. That's all. You can get through it. You got through the other one. Go back to that shit and be like, damn, how I got through that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's how I can get through this again. It feels different. It ain't. Mm. It ain't. I promise you it ain't. I'm 46. You ain't. It's the same thing. It just hurts. But you can get through it. You just got to tough it up. Put your big drawers on. You got it. Put your hard hat on and your boots and you know, go through it. Daddy, what God say, put on a full armor and push through this thing, right? Mm-hmm. I love it. And I want to pivot to the last section. Uh, it's been great having y'all on here. And I definitely would like to get y'all on uh, yeah, in the future. Just so, two. yeah, it might have to be a part two, part three. Because I want yeah, to talk about that hotel. And that I do want to kind of go a little bit deeper into what y'all doing with the trucking and stuff in the future. But I think this was just a great episode just on mindset and really just what it takes to go from being Mm -hmm. at the top losing it all and then going back and I just want to say y'all did an amazing job like he said we've been looking up to y'all for forever man he always said he'd be like man that's my uncle so I just (laughs) want to say like thank y'all for being a part of that yeah like thank y'all for being a part of this and just helping inspire us and once again we inspire more people and that's all this is about, just pouring on into others. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's legacy. That's mm-hmm. legacy. Mm-hmm. So guess what? We did our job. Yep. As long as, if that's nephew over there, we that's did right. our job. Hey, you nephew and you nephew, we did our job. That's legacy. That's right. Right there. That's the biggest legacy, right? I tell anybody. They be like, Sandy, so what's your legacy? Man, that I was able to imprint on somebody. Yep. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Just like y'all with so, this podcast, I mean, you got to understand that I know you probably can't see it, but it's so much bigger than even what you see right now. Mm-hmm. Even if one person watches it right now, because it's not about that. Because what you realize is when you have grands and great grands, imagine, you know, how we go back and read books. Podcasts are going to be the new books. Yeah. Right. So you imagine the knowledge and what y'all are providing is going to be for generations to come. Yeah. Could you imagine somebody a hundred years from now saying they listen to BWR podcast mm-hmm. to learn something? Y'all, man, come on, man. Don't bust Damn, my head like that. Tell you. <laughs> That's legacy. I did That's not legacy. think about that. Shit. Man. Man. Today I'm has you, y'all even knowledge for it. Yeah. That's legacy, man. A hundred years from now. Maybe 150 years, you dead and gone, but guess what? What you presented here is going to help some young man and some young woman. Mm-hmm. Because remember, like we said, there's nothing new. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It just repeats itself. Mm-hmm. So, this right here, even somebody asked about, like with the trucking courses and the real estate stuff, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and I told him he's trying to put together some courses and stuff. And he said, well, how did you do it? What do you think about it? I said, listen, you have children. You're going to soon have grants. I say, this is a simple way. Forget about who may be buying your course. And all you want to do now is document what you did. So your grandkids and great grandkids can say, grandpa, how did you make money? Well, guess what? Watch this video. Mm-hmm. For you, it's a course, but you just blueprinting out for your yeah. grandkids to be able to see oh. what you did. Just in, So this is the legacy being passed on. One of the worst mm-hmm. things that I could say happened is my dad died without a blueprint. Without a blueprint. Mm-hmm. So he had a successful architecture firm. 20 years. Right? And nobody really knew what to do. Yeah. When mm-hmm. Imagine if you had a course on how to run a successful architecture firm. Mm-hmm. See, he's looking at it, might have looked at it as a course to sell. But for us, it would have been the blueprint right. to mm. keep the legacy going. Right. Mm. So everything y'all are doing now, whether it's the podcast, mm. the courses, anything like that, I tell people, don't go in, well, oh, you know, how can I sell this? How can I make this that my great-grands can watch this, mm. even after I'm maybe dead and gone, great-great-grands 
and understand what grandpa did to make money and build wealth. Y'all have a it. volume of things to give y'all children out. Yep. Y'all got a volume of things for y'all grands. All these podcasts, y'all just put them together and put them in a the vote. And this is for them to learn from. This would not grow. So it don't matter if nobody else here. They don't grow old. See, I tell people, if you don't, granted, we're built in a society of trying to re be number one. And I'm not saying there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that. But when your purpose is fulfilled already, you already won. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just sit in it, man. You Let me tell you, you already number one. Watch this. No matter where we go, I know I'm already number one in her life. Yes. I'm already number yes. one to God. I'm number one to me. Right. So it doesn't matter how high on the charts I get. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying I'm not striving. But when you already won, you play the game different. That's it. You know how to sit in it, man. Y'all already be. Because whoever like, remember, to always look at it like this. Y'all might not be whatever y'all think is the biggest dream. Y'all that must have seen if God can take that mustard seed and make it miraculous, that's what y'all are. And that's what you look at. I don't like competition. I ain't never, I ain't never played no sports. I ain't never like that shit. I, I'm like, I ain't got time to be competing with nobody. At the end of the day, whatever I can present and whatever I can do, I'm a big, I got a big old mouth. I be the biggest cheerleader out there. I ain't even on the cheerleader team. It's crazy. I'll give you a quick story real quick. My daughter was on the cheerleader team. And they had all, all the stuff out there. That's why my kids be like, damn, I hate when you come to stuff. That's all right. And she was out there. It was her first game. And everything was going on. Man, I just sat there and I studied what they was doing, right? And by the time it was going to the, after halftime, I had all new the dances. I was out there, and out. And guess what? <laughs> by the time the game was over, everybody like, oh, that's kill mom. She's the chair mom. You saw that? I ain't try out for nothing, but I was chill mom by the time that damn game was over with. You know what? It's what I brought into the <laughs> what I brought into the game. You know what I'm saying? I did my part. I'm a big cheerleader. You know what I'm saying? It, whoever I can inspire, that's your goal. That's your purpose, man. That's how you leave legacy. Man, get out of that competition shit. That's unnecessary. Because at the end of the day, when you can be the best you and you authentic, and you doing it out of love, man. You don't care about what nobody else doing. They can be fighting over there. You like, damn, they gonna be tired in a minute. Let me get them some drinks. Yep, that, that, that's. <laughs> I, I can honestly say that's probably been our greatest thing once we realized that. Because people are like, man, y'all, we live like, like we yeah. live like that. Like people are like, man, y'all don't do this. No. <laughs> I'm happy. No. You know I mean, I'm no. happy. I've already won. Yeah. So again, that's not meaning I'm stopping. You know, that's not meaning I'm not. You know, I don't mind getting to yeah, the top. We striving. We striving, but. I'm it not gonna put the pressure. Yeah, ain't no yeah, competition. Take it out. Ain't no competition when you already won. I'm telling you. Dang. You had to give it to him, huh? <laughs> yes, no, man. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> but I just want to say once again, y'all thank y'all for coming on. Thank y'all for those words of encouragement. Thank um, you. Can y'all plug yourself in for anyone who's listening, want to follow you guys, want to check y'all out if they already not following y'all? Obviously, Instagram is the biggest platform. We always there. Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and yeah. TikTok as well. You'll see a few things on there. But all at Hood Estates. That's at Hood Estates on all platforms. You can also email us info at hoodestates.com or hoodestates at Gmail. But mainly social media. Oh, we're on Twitter now. Yeah, I said Twitter. Oh, my yeah, bad. Oh, oh, I got Hood Estates underscore Sandy. If y'all want to come and see me, just be myself. Y'all want to see a real chick that just be normal but love her life. That's what I do yeah. all day. <laughs> yeah, you gotta send me a profile, my brother. You got this on Twitter or that's on your Instagram? <laughs> on Instagram. Okay.
Yeah, you over here on Twitter trying to find your personal. Yeah, we're on Twitter. Yeah, I'll follow them. Yeah, we yeah. just started. We're trying to put it out there. I mean, but they be out. Twitter is a whole nother beast, man. They be like, yeah. just talking. I'm like, I can't get in that ring. Listen, I drop some stuff out there every now and then, but I'm like, God, that Twitter is the young and the restless part. Nah, yeah, Twitter, that's, that's the wild, wild west right there, please. I just don't scroll very long. I just go there, post, and get up out of there. That's how Twitter is. That's right. Yeah, that's but, out. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Packy and Sandy, oh, I'm calling y'all Uncle and Auntie from now. I'm sorry. We appreciate y'all so much. This has been, like my brother Jalen said, this has been amazing. Thank y'all so much for coming on our podcast and blessing us with this just gems and just really y'all testimony yeah, real again, like, yeah, that was man. like necessary for us as well but before we get up out of here we could go ahead we could wrap this thing up with a couple of house clean items for the show as always y'all thank y'all for listening to the black Orphan renaissance podcast we appreciate everybody that tunes in week in and week out we just want to make sure we helping y'all and if y'all found this episode helpful y'all make sure to reach out to us reach out to Paki sandy y'all this we all about here we really trying to help our community elevate mm-hmm. And that's just what we, we own. Other than that, I mean, we got our book. You can see it here, Manage Your Money Like the 1%. We got credit fundamentals. We got courses and stuff. But like my brother was saying, we just trying to help y'all understand this stuff better. So, yeah, y'all get at us. Yeah, y'all definitely, definitely tap in. I want to say thank you to all of the listeners, too. Also, if you are a new listener, please rate, review, comment. Let us know how you thought about this. Please stick around. We got some great, great episodes that's going to be releasing after this. Like, promise y'all, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And we're going to keep on working, keep on working to get this value out to y'all. So, once again, thank y'all for tapping in. What you got, Jared? I just want y'all to go tap in with my new uncle and AT. You know what I'm saying? They got all the information over there at Hood Estates as well, too. Uh, Y'all go check them out on the trucking, on the real estate, on the savings challenge. They've been helping me save money for a long time. Y'all go tap in at that page. Yes. yes. Most deaf, most deaf. Yeah. Well, well, on that note, y'all, this is Black Wolf Renaissance signing out. Peace. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my lot unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is broad money marathons. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut-off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.